Welcome back to Real Talk with Brad Webb. Thank you so much for tuning in on Martin Luther King Day. We hope that you are just so blessed by this podcast today. We have Ashley Mack, Bryant Sanders, and Bree, along with Pastor Brad, and we are talking about what Martin, what Dr. Martin Luther King means to us. So enjoy and stay tuned. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back today for another episode of Real Talk. Today, I'm excited about what we're doing on our podcast platform. And um, man, I have a lot of guests today. We're going to do this a little bit differently. Today, I want to talk to you about the subject of Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, his impact on many lives and on our nation. Um, Today, I have with us some guests here, uh, Ashley Mack, who is serves um, with Cultivate, our nonprofit ministry here for Family of Grace. Um, Bryant Sanders, pastor of Arise Church. I almost said your old name, Arise Church. <laughs> um, and also Brianna, uh, who is our children's pastor. And uh, today we have a lot of different age groups here, literally. Um, so I want to just kind of jump in. Our format for today's conversation will be their perspective and how the life of Dr. Martin Luther King was significant on each one of you. So tell us just a little bit about yourself and your age, if you don't mind. Go ahead and put that out there so our audience kind of has a background of where you're coming from. Ashley, start with you. Uh, Ashley Mack here. I am 32 years old, and uh, I'm single uh, and just working. Single and working. All right. Pastor Brian. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brian Sanders. I'm 42 years old. Um, originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, my father was in the military. Ended up here in Alexandria in uh, 1993. He retired and moved here and brought us here with him and been here ever since. Okay. Brianna. And hey, everyone. I'm Bree. I'm 24 years old. And I, you know, I'm a kids minister here at Family of Grace. And I grew up in Zachary, which is a very multicultural place. And then I moved here and it's still a multicultural place. So just be able to see different places that are the same, but also very different. Okay. Uh, guys, thank you for sharing that a little bit of background. And one of the things I want to talk about today, we had someone who was actually older going to be with us and mm-hmm. something came up and he wasn't able to be here. But the perspective from you, Pastor Bryant, you're the senior statesman in the room with these ladies. Mm-hmm. And, um, as we have this conversation, I want the audience to understand what you're passionate about. You uh, you lead a multi-dimensional church. Uh, people like to s- simplify that by saying multi-ethnic, but I really right. think it cheapens what we are doing because it's way more than mixing colors. Right, man, you're mixing cultures and and backgrounds and and uh, socioeconomics and generational issues as we have a different in generations here you're also passionate about something um that was um is the issue of unity you're leading the charge for unity here with men in central louisiana pastor bryant uh pastored a church on lower third street right <laughs> um which was uh help me i just drew a blank on miracle it. temple miracle ministries. temple ministries was probably 90% plus uh, African-American. Right. You went to a church in Tioga uh, off of what road? Off Eights, of Eights Road. Eights Road, which was 90% Black. 
Caucasian, Caucasian. two completely different socioeconomic groups. And um, so, man, you, you are in the I've been able to have a front row seat in watching you <laughs> negotiate those pathways. And you're very passionate about that. Ashley and Bree, you're both here at Family of Grace, and mm-hmm. you both lead multidimensional ministries here, mm-hmm. constantly interacting with people from different backgrounds and perspectives. And so I want you to just take a minute, and uh, Brian, I want to go with you first, if you don't mind. You're the older guy in the room. And um, just what you were the concept of you and when you think about Dr. King and his accomplishments, I was thinking about Jesus, how he accomplished more with dying than he did living. And I think, uh, one of Dr. King's, the issue of his horrific death and the assassination that he went through, I think brought that conversation to a whole nother level. You know, I was listening to some of his speeches earlier and was just overwhelmed by the things he was saying, but Man, when people start giving their lives for something, it changes the whole conversation from someone who's willing to talk about it and then someone who's willing to die for it. So just take a few minutes and just give me your thoughts, man, on it. Um, You mentioned the life of Jesus. And uh, in Jesus' first sermon, one of the things he said was, blessed are the peacemakers, you know, for they should be called mm-hmm. the sons of God. And when I think about Dr. King, that's what he was. He was a peacemaker. And he didn't just uh, say it, but he got out there and he promoted peace. And out of that came the the civil rights movement, as we all know. And being 42 years old, I didn't really experience the the racial tension, being raised in the military, military brat, um, what they call us, you know. I didn't experience racial tension. but um, And I think it's just a, a benefit from both sides of the spectrum, you know, from all races and walks of life. And, you know, celebrating Dr. King's history and what he's done it allows us today, even when it comes to ministry, it allows us today to be able to, to lead freely. Um, no matter where the pushback or resistance might be, there's no doubt that it's still in existence. But I think God is still revisiting the heart of men to be peacemakers, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. And um, I am married to a Caucasian. My wife is Caucasian, Vanessa. And, and one thing that we all always try to exemplify is from how both owls, both sides of the spectrum, and there, there are different views, you know, there are different views because of the different backgrounds and generations. But I believe that when we have a mentality and the, the heart of God to be peacemakers, you know, nothing else uh, should matter. And Dr. King really made that happen. You know, I believe for for this generation today, you know, Amen. That's 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 a, a unique perspective. Our I'm 46, so we're the same generation. Mm-hmm. Our parents would have been the ones who lived through that. Right. I, I really right. wish our other part pastor could have been here mm-hmm. because he was of that age group that went through the um, <clears throat> integration. We were children of parents that went through it. And um, so it kind of had a different perspective on that. Um, Ashley, uh, you and I have been together for six years. You've been uh, serving at Family of Grace, I mm-hmm. think, correct? Yeah. And so we have had a lot of conversations about this subject. We have. Uh, maybe not specifically Dr. King's life and legacy, but um, your life, your upbringing, uh, fighting for what you believed in and your dad, your mom imploring you mm-hmm. as a young African-American girl to be all that God wants you to be. And and uh, I want you to share with us a little bit from your perspective. Um, yeah. So 
growing up, uh, I grew up here locally in Pineville and, um, you know, in school, when February came around, like when you get back to school after Christmas and January came around MLK day and February came wrong, you know, that's, that's pretty much the only times that I remember hearing about Martin Luther King and, and, and these other leaders, um, from that time in that era. But what really kind of stuck out to me, um, as I thought about it coming into this podcast is that, um, Dr. King really was a man of action as well. Right. Not only did he say things and, and push, um, in his sermons and in everyday talk about it, but he stood up and said, okay, finally enough is enough and put feet to his words and put action behind what he was saying. So to me, that's kind of really what embodies, mm-hmm. um, anyone who's going to lead and take charge and, um, kind of push forward and, and, um, for, for rights and for, for other people and for, you know, violence to stop and all of that, you have to not just be talking about it, but you have to be a person of action Mm -hmm. and, and linking that back to, um, like you said earlier, I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King and, and, you know, kind of, he knew the Bible and he kind of reflected the life of Jesus and Jesus was the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, you never, you, Jesus never sat back idly and just mm-hmm. quoted scripture and just, you know, sat back and said, you guys should be doing these things. He went out and showed them how. And right. so that's what Dr. King to me did. He not only said it from the pulpit, but you saw him in the streets mm-hmm. trying to fight for, you know, fighting for change right, right. every day. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's where it really comes about. Absolutely. Brianna. So we have forties, thirties, twenties. Let's get a perspective from the twenties. Uh, Brianna, um, your dad passed away at an early age Mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know how old were you when that happened? I was five, five five or six. He died in 2001. And, um, so you came up in in, in the home without Mm -hmm. your earthly father and, um, why don't you just share with us a little bit of your perspective from your mom and um, as a single mom and her teaching you and mm-hmm. and your thoughts on that. I, I just remember my mom always being very, she was very steadfast on us being exposed to all walks of life. She wanted us to be aware and know, you know, you know, not just culturally, but also like economically. Okay, this is what this would look like, and this is how this is. But I remember just being so aware of like, okay, there are people who have different color skin than me, but she made it very clear that we are all the same. We all serve, you know, if they're all Christians, we all serve the same God. He still loves us the same. Like it's all this one thing. And she made it a point to, for us to be exposed by putting us in sports and supporting us in all of our school activities and all that kind of stuff. So I'm aware that I'm very fortunate where I, like how I grew up, um, that I was able to be a, to do those things because of people who did the work before me so that I would even have the opportunity to be able to go to a school that was half and half in Mm -hmm. race. And, you know, just, I'm just so thankful. So that's what I've been able to take away from that growing up. Okay. Man, that's an uh, interesting perspective that you have. I um, I guess the the twins were probably in junior high mm-hmm. when I started making a point to for them to watch and listen to speeches by Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, regardless of anyone's 
thought of Dr. King, mm -hmm. boy, he was putting down some deep, deep truths. Mm -hmm. right. Right. I uh, was listening to his uh, speech that he is. I have a dream speech uh, that he wrote in 1963 uh, that he gave at the Washington Monument. And um, I want to just pull some quotes out of it. I have it here with me and I want to kind of talk about that because it almost makes me sad um, to a certain degree because there's a lot of people that say they want to see unity, but nobody wants to deal with the real issue. Right. And um, I, I, one of his quotes was, there will never be rest nor tranquility in America until the African-Americans gain, gain uh, citizenships and rights. And he talked about that, and he talked about them getting the justice that they wanted. And he, man, he walked through in his speech vivid examples of oppression, you know, whether it was people in New York that could vote but had nothing to vote for, or people in Mississippi that could not vote. And he talked about the struggles that many of them had gone through to be at that moment in history. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but one part I really want to just jump in and get your perspective on. He says, I say to you today, my friends, though even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. Mm -hmm. wow. That really grabbed me. Mm -hmm. I mean, because today that's a whole nother topic of hatred and dispute over Americanism. Mm -hmm. But he says, my my dream is rooted in the American dream. And I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its original creed, hmm. which is we hold these truths to be self-evident <clears throat> that all men are created equally. Right. Now, when you talk about our founding fathers today, there's mm -hmm. so much controversy over them because a lot of them were slave owners and stuff. And, the issue of that is that, you know, caught up in that conundrum, somehow they have managed to put down what was right on paper mm -hmm. that they couldn't flesh out with their life. Right. And that's a whole nother debate. But what was put down on paper in the beginning that we hold these truths self-evident, Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't saying, I've come up with something new. Right. I'm, I'm not coming up with something new. Mm -hmm. I'm coming up with us just doing what, as a nation, we said we were going to originally be. And then here's where it gets heavy to me. I have a dream that one day the Red Hills of Georgia, in the Red Hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves, sons of former slaves owners, will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. And I still have a, a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, and he goes in describing Mississippi. But what was so mm. powerful about that? is that one day, <clears throat> sons of former slaves and sons of former slave owners can sit at a table. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Mm. At any table. <laughs> at any table. At any table. <laughs> any table. At any table. At any time. Right. That's so heavy for me today. I'm just being honest to deal with that because today everybody's looking for how can they portray themselves as the victim, when Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't saying, I'm a victim, I'm the victor. Right. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm leading the way. Enough's enough. Mm -hmm. And I believe one day that we'll sit down at a table together and we will not just, man, he didn't just say that blacks and whites can sit at the same table, but that they could, that 
he he went to the root of the matter. Yeah. In that statement. Yeah. He didn't just say, I hope one day that blacks and whites can ride the same bus or drink from the same cooler or go in the same restaurants. But that that table to me was more than a banquet table, a restaurant table. It was Mm -hmm. a table of negotiating Mm -hmm. where people's opinions were valued. It was a table of understanding. A table of understanding. Of gaining understanding and gaining insight into what the other man was going through. Right, right. And I think that's what was so power. That's what's so powerful about that. You're right. He didn't go in and just say, we're just going to sit at a table. You know, mm-hmm. this man and this man's going to sit at a table. Two men can sit at a table. He went to the heart of the issue and said, slave mm-hmm. and slave son owners. of slave owners right. are able to come together and not harbor hatred toward each other anymore, but gain understanding from where each other were coming from. Right. right. And be able to progress and push through those issues. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he was championing at that time. It was more than just, you know, all right, we can tolerate each other now. I, I mean, have to tolerate what you're doing. But that's like a picture of heaven as well. Like it's a table up there that we're all invited. Yeah, we're to. all invited to the feast. Right. And if we can't do that here, then, oh, Lord, help us when we get up there. Like right. it's going. Right. We're not going to do it. There. We're not going to do it there. Right. Yeah. And then when I think about the table, I know that's something, you know, y'all family grace, you know, that I've definitely learned a pattern. Um, my life after is doing life together. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, you think about that table, you know, when people can come around the table, do life together, agree to disagree if needed, or see things from each other's perspective and views, you know, whether it's generationally or culturally, you know. Um, and Pastor Brad, you said something about, uh, you mentioned truth. And one thing that came to my mind is how, oh, you talked about your twins and how you allowed them to start, you know, seeing things from different perspectives or whatever the case may be. But when you think about Dr. Martin Luther King and he spoke the truth that was already put down on paper Mm -hmm. and truth is generational. Truth never changes. Right. Right. And so we think about here today in 2020, um, years after the I have a dream speech. Mm-hmm. And what about the generations that's going to continue to come behind us and hear the same truth, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what made his ministry and his life so effective is, is because he didn't reinvent the wheel. He just built off the truth, the foundation of the living word. Of the living word. It was already there the whole while. It was already there. You know? And, um, and that, that's real good. You and know? I think that's a lot of, too, kind of the fight now is people are trying to rewrite that. Re- right. Mm-hmm. When... One, b- people from my generation, our 30s, we don't have the right to rewrite that because we didn't go through the struggle. <laughs> right. right. So what gives you the right to try to rewrite yeah. what was done and what was said? You know, yeah. you didn't go through the struggle. Wow. wow. And, and nine times out of 10, actually, I hate to interrupt you, <laughs> but nine times out of 10, it's rewritten through personal pain, mm-hmm. personal experiences, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, because we weren't there, you know. We weren't. Generation weren't well, Ashley, so. you said a mouthful because mm-hmm. whether it's this issue or any other issue, we, the education, educators, a lot of, not all of them, but some of them, and a lot of our generation now that is coming up, they're trying to rewrite American history right. without yeah. the bad part. When it's the bad part that brought us to where we are today. Matter of fact, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King continues to address that in this speech. And he says, I want to say something to my people who stand here on the worn thresholds, which lead us to the place of injustice in the process of gaining our rightful place. And he talked about that earlier in his speech, what he thought that was that all men would be equal to one another. 
that we cannot be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our own thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. Mm. There it is. (laughs) Let us not. There it is. I mean, because all that, all that that's going to do, if we sit here and continually just say, you did me wrong. You did me wrong. You did me wrong. You never get to the point of, healing mm-hmm. it, you're reopening wounds just for the sake of reopening if you're always wounds. the victim if you're always a victim you'll never, you're be, whole. never be whole and you'll never get to a point where you can function because mm-hmm. you're always looking for the next shoe to drop and looking for appeasement mm-hmm. you know I, I, I can easily appease you I can make you hush with whatever dollar <clears throat> amount you want but until you find healing us moving forward is impossible Reconciliation is impossible. Wow. Y'all are speechless. <laughs> it's speechless when you read that. When you read it and you really think about it. Because you realize this is the, the, the civil rights leader that everybody wants to triumph mm-hmm. and, 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 and celebrate, which we should. But nobody wants to do what he said. Hmm. You know? It's much easier to say it than it is to do it. He went on, he said, we must never conduct our struggle. We must always conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our created creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. We must resist against it. And he talks about, we will do it not with physical force, but with soul force, mm-hmm. soul force. That's heavy. And, uh, Man, he goes on and says uh, that all of our destinies is tied up with one another's destiny. Yeah. The greatness of my destiny is connected to your destiny. Man, I think as leaders of multidimensional church, that's our heart's desire, is that we just want to be in a place where we're seeing everybody be what God created them to be, where everybody's living out the American dream, you know? I mean, that's why, Ashley and Bree, you dedicate three nights a week to educating children that can't read from mm-hmm. the inner city, teach them how to read, because reading is power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's knowledge right, is power. Right. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Right. We're good. all tied up together. Right, right. I mean, it's it's the... It's the the building up on, you know, you're standing on the shoulders of the generation that came before you, mm-hmm. the work that they did, you know, and it would behoove us to learn and, and push that message forward. Um, I think a lot of times, too, we forget that the, the work that it takes to do that, the mental work, the physical work, the, the spiritual work mm-hmm. to get past ourselves mm to leave a legacy and, and, and leave a future for the generations that come after us. Right. And, and that's good because it, it takes discipline you, you, um, to want the generation coming after us, you know, to, to know the truth, be better than us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, truth be told, we live in a selfish society. Mm-hmm. 100%. Where, you know, where it's all about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to get mine where, you know, Dr. King says, look, my destiny is wrapped up in you. 
mm. you know and and that's 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 where legacy and generations built off of is understanding that we need each other you know no matter the color of your skin your age or your, your background or whatever you know we need each other you mm. know and it takes discipline and to push ourselves to the side to give that hand up you know hmm. what would it look like if everyone currently living decided i'm no longer living for what i can gain in this wow. life but for the ones that are coming <laughs> after me mm-hmm. right right wow it just reminds me we have a one of our closest friends she's a teacher at a school here in the area and she's like half my kids don't even know they don't even know who MLK is. They don't right. know what he stood for. They don't know right. what it was all for. And it's because they're so far removed. Right. And so they won't, like, they don't know the speech or the words that he said that would help them stand to be able to live or die to themselves mm-hmm. so that they are building up for what's after them as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The principles. They know the parade. <laughs> they know the parade. They know, parade. They know, they get out they know school. school. That's it. That is it. That is it. Right. And it just takes discipline for for somebody to stand up and, and teach, you know, the next generation. And, and sad to say, you mentioned school. You know, the school system has a lot to do with that, too, because teachers just want to be out of school. Mm-hmm. Kids just want to be out of school. And it's going to take homes, going to take church, it's going to take the community efforts mm-hmm. to pass the, the substance of his message down. I think right. when, it, when, the, when it loses its substance, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, that we're like salt. You know, mm-hmm. when salt loses its flavor, it's not good for it's anything. Good. And so <laughs> so it, be thrown and trampled. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so it is with the truth of the substance of his message, you know, and to be honest with you sitting here now, I heard that message, you know, I, I, I know the message, but to, with a different mindset to be able to pull those nuggets of truth out, you know, it's like looking in the mirror, you know, mm-hmm. what can I do to pattern myself after, you know, that truth, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. It's more than just, I have a dream. What was his dream about? Mm-hmm. You know, or what can we do to pattern ourselves after the dream? Yeah, mm-hmm. how do we live that dream out today? Right, right. Because we're 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 far right. beyond what he was even exactly. asking, like exactly. before, beyond what he could even dream mm-hmm. in some instances. You know, mm-hmm. do we still have some things to overcome? Absolutely. Yeah, right. we would but, be wrong right. to say that there be, are none. there are no mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. but uh, we would be remiss too to miss the victories the and victories to celebrate those it. as well. Right. Yeah, and the progression of the speech. You know, he talks about we can never be satisfied. <clears throat> as long as, and he right. goes in a lot of definitions of what it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, as long as, uh, uh, whether it's police brutality or whether it's signs that say whites here and blacks here. And then he comes down to further in the speech, just where his kids, one day my kids will not be judged by the content of their color of their skin. Right. Great things happen after this speech mm-hmm. for our nation. It changed us. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, integration of schools happened and, right. um, it changed the whole trajectory mm-hmm. for us as a nation. I'm very, I'm, I'm very afraid today. I'm not fearful, but I'm concerned that we have forgot where we have been. Right. And if you forget where you've been, you're destined to repeat a lot of the same stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where we're headed so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and um, man, his greatest dream was that one day, Men would walk together. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart today when I see um, race baiters, people that use race to stoke conversation, to raise money, 
for whatever the case may be. Mm. It breaks my heart when I see people who are unwilling to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They right. just believe anything right. that somebody tells them. And I'm like, resist the urge to be dumbed down. Oh. Wow. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. That just, it's so easy nowadays with information at our fingertips. Right. To take. At face value. Take at face value what's said. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what is harder is researching developing your own thoughts right. mm-hmm. you know and being able to stand on those against, with, all, odds. against all odds you mm-hmm. know biblical foundations i mean we all are a part of a church um in this community and we need to be able to defend that mm-hmm. right. and teaching the next generation how to do that is what's important and learning for ourselves even how do we one, how do we feel? Two, how do we teach that? Right. How do you progress beyond that? I mean, we are a society that um, loves to hear our own voice. And, you know, if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a you're wrong. And B, I don't want to hear what you have to say yeah. anyway. And I don't like you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, and we're not friends. And yeah. we're not friends. Yeah. Um, and that's got to change that's got to be the first thing to change. No longer can we just sit by and pretend to make nice. Right. When after, you know, we put our phones down after the cameras off, after mics turn off, we're not having these conversations in our homes mm-hmm. and in the, the circle of influence that we have, you know? Right. Dr. King progresses in his speech and, uh, he says, this will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning. My country tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring. And he goes in the part of the speech where he literally pulls out um, parts of the speech. uh, Lookout Mountain, Stone Mountain, Mm -hmm. uh, geographical places about where he wanted freedom to ring from. Again, this so I, I'm just so confused, honestly, because Dr. Martin Luther King said, I'm not running away from America. I want to be part of America, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though my background was my family had slave lineage. You know, today it's like, man, we're protesting everything. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the national anthem or America the Beautiful or whatever. But in this speech, he does two things that's so powerful to me. He pulls back the Declaration of Independence mm-hmm. and said, I'm not saying we need a new one. He's saying, I'm saying we need to live out the one that we right, have. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and says, I want us to all be able to sing this song yeah. of patriotism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you're a patriot, you know, you can't be for racial unity. A lot of people, if you're, if you love America, it's like you almost need to repent of being an American, mm-hmm. you know, when that's not what he was saying, mm-hmm. he was saying, I want a place at the table of America. Mm-hmm. I want to be a leader, mm-hmm. you know? And so this just blows me away, guys. Right. Yeah. Right. When I read his words, mm-hmm. it blows me away. When I listen to him, give the speech, 
brings tears to my eyes. Right. Because today people are not picking up what he was putting down. Right. Mm-hmm. We're looking for ways so we can have othering. Mm-hmm. So it can be us versus them. Right. You know, when that's, mm-hmm. when we're all right. immigrants, you know, mm-hmm. we all got here. On a boat. On a boat or mm-hmm. some kind of way. I mean, it's, right. wow. His speech in light of where we are today, especially locally, should cause you to question what's happening in your community. Mm-hmm. It should. Right. It should. 1963. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. So long ago. Right. To feel like we're so far from it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. And so in that <clears throat> concept of what he was saying is, man, I just long for the day that we are mm. all one. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, um. Guys, I just want to ask you, if you're out there in our listener audience, and I, I want to invite you to take a journey with us. I want to invite you to be the difference. I want to ask you a question. I want each one of you to answer it. I have a thought. But I believe there has been a significant void. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King rose up, and he was the leader. Mm-hmm. Today, we have masses of people who have so many different voices they're following. There's not a unified voice saying, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. This is what we want to accomplish. It seems like there's so many voices, you know, with all of our social media warriors out there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all leading from a different platform. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and actually, you and I had a great long conversation about this with Black Lives Matters and stuff. And I think that really rose up out of a, a void of somebody being the tip of the spear right yeah. you know and uh i don't know what are your thoughts on that a leader of the day saying these things right um that's good pastor brad you know um that's what it's going to take when you think about uh dr martin luther king i think one thing uh none of us can forget is that it was a, a preacher, mm-hmm. a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. And you and me both being pastors, we know the importance of getting a word from God. Yeah. And when we are behind a pulpit or whatever platform we're, we're, we're ministering from, it's not our heart talking. It's the heart of God talking through us for the people. Mm-hmm. And so that I have a dream speech is more than just words that were spoken from him as a leader. It was words spoken through him from God Mm -hmm. and that's God's vision for America and it's more than just a dream it's really a vision you know that's a prophetic prophetic vision you know and so but and prophecy doesn't die it doesn't lose its power but it has to have a a a people in earth that'll take that prophecy and run with it Mm -hmm. carry it out you know and so and and i like what you said that's what that's what we need in this generation is a leader who would take that prophecy take Mm -hmm. that word and say man this is the heart of god Mm -hmm. you know and he was willing to lay his that his life down for it Mm -hmm. would a leader today be willing to do the same Mm -hmm. you know and the best part about it all when we talk about unity um even though he didn't march alone he was a one with that vision 
But now we know every seed that's planted desires to grow and multiply. And I believe that Martin Luther King was just a seed that was planted. And that vision has been put in the hearts of many. Mm-hmm. And so when we, when we have the ability to find the many, mm-hmm. you know, two, two or three agree. That's what the Bible says, right? We have the heart to find that, that sense of agreement. You know, I believe that we can multiply that and, you know, but that's what's going to take somebody to stand up and say, I'll be that leader. Not reinvent the wheel. But I'll be that leader to live it out and carry it out, you know, Keeping publicly. those truths. Yeah, exactly. Carry those truths out, yeah. you know, to mankind. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, man, we're, uh, what, approaching um, so many decades later. Right. Almost 60. Yeah. Uh, at the wow. beginning, at the beginning of his speech. At the beginning, here's what here's something I want us to think about. I know we're going long here, but his second paragraph of his speech says five score years ago. Wow! What so is he, the score? Yeah, so he was going way behind. So. Score is ten. Yes, indeed. You know, so fifty years ago, a great American signed the Emancipation of Proclamation. You know, he goes back to that, and. Uh, Man, we're approaching the same amount of time. Hmm. He's the bubble. Hmm. Yeah, that bridge. If you think about yes, it, indeed. I may be wrong on that. Somebody Google and check me I'm on the score. Right <laughs> Help me out here because I don't want to be wrong and people inboxing me. But, uh, you know, hmm. it's 20. 20? A score is 20. Mm-hmm. All right, 20 so it's 100 years. years. Thank you for getting me straight, Bree. So he's saying 100 years ago, I thought that was right, the Emancipation Proclamation. So 100 years, he was standing 100 years after it. Now we're approaching 60 years Mm -hmm. after his speech. And it seems like we are running at breakneck speed back towards being in opposite corners more than ever before. Guys, if you're a citizen of Alexandria, please do not take the bait. I don't care who's right. selling it. Right. If your pastor's selling it, you need to find you a new pastor. Right. Yeah. If your politicians are selling it, you need to get you a new politician. If your circle of influence, if that's all they want to talk about is othering and getting us apart and it's us versus them, mm-hmm. get you a new circle. Mm-hmm. Man, I want to encourage you to let's be the difference. Mm-hmm. Let's be the voice standing on the shoulders of all that's been done saying, we will not lose this. Mm -hmm. We will not give up all that has been gained, regardless of what's happening in the world. If you're interested in uh, taking a journey like this to be the difference in your neighborhood and your community, um, man, I want you to reach out to us at Family of Grace. Uh, Reach out to Pastor Bryant. Uh, Bree will give you some information at the close of the show mm-hmm. on uh, how to contact us. Uh, you can reach me on my Facebook page, um, Pastor Brad. Um, but it's a great journey. There's a lot of people that hustled so hard, gave up so much to get us where we are, to give it up hmm. and revert back to where we were 50 years ago. Right. 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 The only difference is there was division. There was color division back then. And now we're with one another. I mean, there's places you, you know, please, please, I beg you, 
beg you with all that I have, please quit putting stupid stuff on your social media page. It's causing division and strife. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, if your opinion, if your post, if your article is not bringing someone together, then please, right. please don't post it. Edification, yeah. exhortation, and comfort. Thank you for that, Pastor. Yep. You know, and look, <clears throat> there's somebody you probably need to talk to about it. You need to process it. If you don't have somebody in your circle that you can process it with, then find you somebody else. Pastor Bryant, tell us about the breakfast coming up. Uh, this Saturday at uh, 7 o'clock to 9.30 a.m., we'll be having a unity breakfast at Twin Bridges Baptist Church. That's uh, in the city of Alexandria. You might have to Google it. I don't know the address right off the top of my head. But this breakfast is designed to bring men together from all walks of life and to talk about unity. We do discuss um, hard issues, ask hard questions, but, you know, that's where we find that sense of healing. Um, Everybody comes transparent. Um, No question is taboo. Uh, We just talk. We talk. And through these breakfasts, we find a sense of, of unity. We find a sense of togetherness and build relationships, you know, build relationships with people that don't look like us, aren't in the same age group as us, don't even uh, have the same religious beliefs as, as us or doctrinal beliefs as us. But it's all about unity. And um, so you're more than invited to come. I thank you for that. And I know everybody's thinking, well, this is bad. This happened now and this and that. But. Please quit being somebody who's not willing to do something about it. Let's lead. Sin law. We can make a difference. Amen. We can be a beacon on a hill. Right. Mm-hmm. We right. can be the shining example right. in the dark world. Right. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me, Ashley, Pastor Brian, Bree. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. for joining us. And uh, for everybody out there, especially all of my white friends, stop on Monday. <laughs> Pull up Dr. King's speech and make your family listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to the words. Print out the transcript. And uh, I believe it will help give you a whole new perspective on life. So we're going to be out there fighting hard in the good fight of faith. So stay humble and hustle hard. See you next time. All right, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Talk with Brad Webb. And for more information about the Unity Breakfast, unfortunately, the one that was just mentioned in this podcast is passed by the time you hear it. But it does happen every other month. And for more information, you can go to the Sin Law United Facebook page, and it'll be linked in the show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.